This is an extra episode of the A2 Schools podcast of a recent presentation to the Ann Arbor Public Schools Board of Education. All right, let's move on to the NWEA Fall 2022 Achievement Report and Review Recovery Plan. Dr. Swift. Thank you, um, Madam President and Trustees. I appreciated the Performance Committee on Thursday evening. They worked overtime. We had a very, very long meeting, um, and uh, we once again reviewed our fall achievement data. So, uh, Ms. Don Linden and Mr. Dan Berger are joining us to walk us through the fall uh, NWEA achievement report. And then we'll be happy to take questions. Good evening, President Lazarus, trustees, and Superintendent Swift. We have Mr. Matt Hilton and Dr. Dan Berger with us. uh, And we are going to begin tonight with Dr. Berger um, and Matt Hilton walking us through the first portion of the presentation. All right. Good evening, trustees. Um, We're happy to have this opportunity to take a look at the fall 2022 NWA results for the Ann Arbor Public Schools, discuss some of what we've learned from them, and present some of our next step towards intensifying pandemic recovery efforts. If you go to slide two, please. In this presentation, we'll first present a brief introduction and contextualize the moment before digging into the NWA results. Following that, my colleagues will take over to discuss our next steps. Uh, Slide three lists some reminders about our recent NWEA administrations. Um, As we've discussed all of these things in prior briefs, I won't go through them in detail tonight, but they are here for your information. um, If you wanna look back and remember some of the things that we've told you at some other points in time. Um, So slide four. uh, So we look to this year's results to tell us where we are and where we have yet to go. Our goal as it says here, is to ensure that each and every student reaches high levels of achievement while demonstrating appropriate growth each year. Uh, This slide also contains language about our legislative requirements around benchmarks, but ultimately we administer and examine the results of the NWEA as a benchmark so that we can learn how we're doing and so that we can see where we can improve. Um, So if you go to slide five, before we look at our current data, Uh, Mr. Hilton will speak to our current on-the-ground context. Great. Thanks, Dan. Trustees, good evening. It's nice to be here with you. Um, As Dan said, I want to take a few minutes to just share with you some key understandings and to set a little bit of context around the NWEA data that you're about to see. Uh, The first thing that that I want to say is that we all know the pandemic continues to impact the academic outcomes, the, the mental health and that and really the everyday lives of everyone in the Ann Arbor Public Schools. And as such, uh, much of our work in response to this is really uh, ongoing and it's going to occur over many years. The the second point that I want to share with you tonight uh, is less of a point and more of just a a reminder, really. Uh, It's it's actually important that we take a minute and we, we remind ourselves of the context of school during the fall of 2021, because while it's true that we returned to full-time in-person learning, it's also true that we did so in a way that we have never ever done before. And in doing so, that had some implications for teachers uh, when they were implementing our teaching and learning practices. So to say just a little bit more about that, You know that when we we returned in the fall of 2021, we did so with all the COVID precautions and mitigation efforts in place from 
masking to social distancing to health support rooms to close contacts to to quarantining um and i could go on i, I won't it's not exactly a an exciting trip down memory lane but um it's one that i do need to remind you of so in the context of all of that all of the the social distancing in, in quarantine and as that really began to play out as we went out as we went through the fall what that really meant for teachers was that at any given time a child or two might be falling ill and, and or and or becoming a close contact and so they'd have to quarantine for up to 10 days it might be then that five days later another child could fall ill or be a close contact and need to quarantine and eventually what ended up happening was this this real um this real revolving door of kids coming and going for very serious reasons but what it did that coming and going is that it impacted the the rhythms and the progressions of our small group instruction uh, and so to just say that very plainly teachers were constantly shuffling their their small their small instructional groups which is exactly where much of our targeted and differentiated instruction occurs for kids. So we really never really got into those consistency, uh, there's consistent groupings of children and the progressions and the rhythms that, that we normally have over all the previous falls. Um, now, having said all of that, I think it's also important to just note that, that uh, our teachers really managed all of this in incredibly professional ways. Um, and while they did, it also had this impact uh, on our on our small group teaching and learning teaching and learning practices. The upside is, is that so much of, uh, of so much less of that revolving door has occurred this fall and and we are really focusing our efforts on ensuring that all of our students uh, are making strong and continuous academic gains in the ways in which we want them to. Last point, trustees, and I think this is this is a really important um, consideration to keep in mind as you begin to see this data. It's important to note that the what you're about to see from the NWA data um, is that it's just one measure, and it's at one and it's it's one point in time. Now it's 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 an important data point. Um, and when we use it in conjunction with other data points, that's when we can really begin to understand what individual children need and then design instruction to meet those needs and maximize uh, student learning. Dan, I think I'm turning it back over to you. Thanks, Matt. Um, so if you go on to slide seven, uh, as we look at our NWA results from fall of 2022, the Ann Arbor Public Schools continues to demonstrate achievement at all grade levels in both reading and mathematics that exceeds national pre-pandemic 2020 norms. Uh, slide eight details our fall 2022 NWEA mean reading performance. The orange triangles that you see on this display are AAPS mean RIT scores, and the lime dots are the national norm mean RIT scores for each grade level. Uh, as you can see, our mean RITs are above the norm mean RIT scores at every grade level, uh, K through eight, Slide nine presents these same data in table form, and we're about two to 5% above the norm writs across grade levels in reading. Slide 10 takes a similar look at our fall 2022 NWA mean math performance. The Navy triangles are AAPS mean writ scores, and the lime dots again are the national norm mean writ scores, in this case for mathematics for each grade level. 
Uh, again, our mean RIT scores are above the norm mean RIT scores at every grade level, K through eight. And slide 11 presents these data in table form. And uh, for mathematics, we're about two to 7% above the norm RITs, uh, mean RITs across grade levels. Slide 12 takes a, an historical look at our mean fall RIT scores by grade level. Recall that um, the italicized scores in the middle that represent fall 2021, um, we want to consider those with some skepticism as the administration was quite different in those years than in the years before and after. Our mean RIT scores, if you look across here, across different grade levels and across math and reading, our mean RIT scores have dipped slightly as a result of the pandemic. We can especially see that impact in the lower elementary grades. Um, but as we've just seen, they remain above the, no the national norm mean RIT scores. So we're not quite where we were pre-pandemic yet, but we're still above the national means. Um, along with the lower RIT scores, we also have lower percentages of students at or above that mean RIT score. Um, and when you look at our percentages, um, you know, if you look across different grade levels, different subject areas, um, those are in the 60 to 80 percent range for the most part. Um, and recall that this is compared to nationally norm data. So that's a normal distribution. If we were achieving exactly average results, our percent of students at or above grade level would be 50 percent across the board. Um, so trustees, in your background materials, you have this same style of tables breaking out performance by various student demographics um, for, for you to dig more deeply into uh, on your own. Um, so, so far we've been looking at our average achievement and now we're gonna turn our attention to student growth. So slide 13 um, just gives it a bit of an overview here. NWEA norms specify expected growth for students based on their prior performance. Um, the Ann Arbor Public Schools are still working to recover to our pre-pandemic growth rates, uh, particularly among the lowest achieving students. So slide 14 is one that you have seen before. Um, this is a rerun from last spring. When we last gathered to discuss NWA results, we showed this display detailing the percentage of our students meeting NWA growth targets. So based on uh, these percentages, we say this percent of students met the growth that NWA would expect them to make based on where they uh, started out. Um, so historically, we've looked at this fall to spring growth in the spring. Um, but in our analysis with fall data, we took a closer look at that fall to spring growth from last year to see what underlies these results. And that's what we're going to look at in the next two displays. Slide 15 takes a closer look at the reading growth results. Specifically, we've separated out the percentages of students meeting NWA growth targets by higher and lower achieving students. So the orange dash line is a repeat of all the students meeting their reading growth goals from the prior slide. Uh, the green line represents growth performance for our lower performing students, um, those that NWEA recognizes as below average. That is about 19 to 25% of our population falls into that green category, depending on the year and the grade level in the subject area. Uh, the lavender line above the orange represents the growth performance for our higher performing students. So the takeaway from this display is that we've not historically and are not now achieving the same level of growth for our lowest achieving students as we are for our higher achieving students. Um, and then the second takeaway from this 
is that we've also not recovered pre-pandemic growth levels for either group, if you look to the right of the, of the red dashed line, which represents uh, the beginning of the COVID pandemic. Slide 16 provides the same basic display for our math growth. Similar to the last display, the Navy represents all students, which was from two slides ago, the, the Navy line there. The green represents our lower performing students and the purple represents our higher performing students. Um, again, in math, like we just saw in reading, we've not historically and are not currently achieving the same level of growth for our lowest achieving students as we are for our highest achieving students. Um, and again, we've also not recovered to our pre-pandemic growth levels for either the low or high achieving students. So we're still working on that recovery piece. Um, slide 17 summarizes the three main takeaways from our NWA results that I've tried to highlight here uh, this evening. So number one, the AAPS continues to exceed national pre-pandemic norms in mean RIT scores in both mathematics and reading, and thus in the percent of students that are at or above grade level in both those subject areas. Um, the second takeaway is that the impact of the pandemic is still evidenced in lower mean RIT scores across grade levels and subjects. And more significantly, you can see that in the lower elementary grades in both reading and mathematics when compared to pre-pandemic levels. Uh, and then finally, our growth data indicates that students performing in our lowest uh, groups are not meeting the growth goals at the same rate as their higher performing peers and require additional layers of support to close gaps in more urgent and targeted ways. Uh, Ms. Linden will take over from here to discuss what those ways will look like moving forward. Thank you, Dr. Berger, appreciate it. Um, we have spoken uh, recently when we shared an update about our intervention efforts and our recovery plans with respect to the 98C funding that we're anticipating coming our way soon. So some of this will be a review um, but I think here what we're trying to really emphasize is that the recovery process is multi-year and it's 12-month comprehensive. So summer becomes really, really important time for us to recover and to accelerate the learning for students who need to accelerate growth. So in the next slide, we'll take a look at a slide you've seen before. This is slide 19. Um, we are layering in some significant coaching. Uh, those coaches in our buildings and our elementary schools not only coach teachers in great practice and pedagogy, but they also coach teachers in applying the diagnostic assessment data that they collect. So not only administering the assessments, but understanding them, grouping students for instruction. As Mr. Hilton shared earlier, those important small group opportunities that happen every day. So really maximizing that time. Um, coaches are critical in that work, but our coaches also provide direct intervention to students. Um, so they work with caseloads and groups of students uh, in both reading and math. So that's happening. Um, in the gold column, you'll see that work of daily intervention that's happening with the classroom teachers. So in elementary, um, this is small group targeted instruction, students grouped for skills that they need to support and work with. Those happen through diagnostic screenings, informative assessments, and those data points are numerous. They're happening every week. Um, groups are, are being regrouped. 
according to the needs of students. And so when Mr. Hilton shared that the NWEA is just one measure, it's an important way we look at growth at, at a district level and a school-based level. And the work of our incredible teachers and coaches is really where the, um, the impact and the monitoring happens weekly. At the secondary level, students are enrolled in courses. Those courses very specifically target their learning to support their success in their courses and to advance their skills. In the purple column, these are specialized programs. These are service provision programs, and they're a part of our significant responsibility and our moral responsibility to serve students who need those extra layers. So our English learners are supported by English learner teachers, certified EL teachers. And you'll recall, trustees, we serve over 2,400 English learners in our schools every day. Those services happen during the school day through push-in and pull-out. So through the core classes and then what we call a plus more model, so additional time and intervention. The same is true with our Title I teachers who are certified incredible staff who work with uh, caseloads. And that's happening every day in our buildings. Um, but another really important part of this purple column is the family engagement these team members do. And that's through interpretation, translation, outreach, ensuring families are connected, understanding what's going on in the schools through literacy and math nights, uh, and so much more. Um, and then in the, the teal column at the end, this is the, the sports beyond the school day. So this 12-month recovery plan really depends upon a robust, extensive summer program. So we'll talk a little bit more about what that looks like. And um, also these really important additions that trustees, you helped by um, supporting us through your approvals so that we could add things like Delta Math, RTI, Lexia, and Dreambox to our repertoire and allowing families and students to have access to tools that will help them recover quickly um, outside of the school day. We also, of course, have robust credit recovery and support through online courses, grades five through 12. So that's a review of, uh, in synopsis, of um, how we intervene and how we help students recover uh, during the school day and outside of the school day. In the next uh, slide, you'll see, in slide 20, um, we're sharing with you uh, a tier one, a tier two, and tier three look at how we support our students. So tier one is that core instructional uh, space during the school day that all students take part in. Uh, we talked about the coaches supporting classroom teachers who are doing incredible work. Uh, the tier two is a plus more model, and we're going to be expanding that. So based on the data that we carefully monitor, what we're hearing and seeing in our buildings, we know we have to expand school day intervention. So using those 98C dollars and other funding sources, we will be adding reading and math assistance. These are certified teachers who will work as tutors with small groups and targeted skills during the school day. In addition, the tier three, this, this summer piece that makes our programming 12 month, we'll be expanding the intervention portion of this. This means we'll be centering and focusing our resources to serving those students that Dr. Berger just revealed to us, those students who are performing below the norm and also not meeting growth. Uh, those are the students we're really worried about and we wanna make sure we gather our students together and support them. So um, should the funding reveal itself to us in ways we don't anticipate or, or are hoping to receive, our plans are to increase those out-of-school opportunities through even more tutoring with certified teachers. 
So in the next few slides, you'll see review. Um, I know in the interests of time, we won't linger, but we don't wanna miss an opportunity to highlight our incredible teachers and the work they do and our amazing students. So small group, and now our framework for equitable instruction, which is part of our core programming. <coughs> Dr. Swift mentioned in her update for equity, this is the heart of our work to make sure that, that the environments our students learn in every day are steeped in each of these four areas, but really centered on dignity and belonging. And in the next slide, uh, these are those on-demand 24-7 tools that our families have access to and that we do really um, intentional work with our community center partners. And I want to thank Nancy Shore for her work in connecting us, folks like uh, Anne-Marie Nichol-Turner, Tony Stamm, uh, others who work directly with our community centers to train and to support with access and I want to thank this board for supporting the purchase, not only of these tools, but the Chromebooks that students use to access those. They're really critical and they work. Um, in the next slide, uh, this is just a recap of what we will continue to do. This has been our practice and will continue to be. We will closely monitor and we will adjust. We know we need to be nimble. We know we need to uh, ensure that students don't slip through the cracks. And we want every single student to be successful. So we'll keep monitoring for that. We'll actualize equitable instruction with our framework as a guide. So that continues through our professional learning systems and the incredible work of our building administrators, those school leadership teams, the teacher leaders in each building, and of course the teachers every day in the classrooms. And then we'll continue to use those gap addressing tools and the expansive summer to help us accelerate learning for students. So uh, that's a whirlwind review of the data and our recovery plans. And we're happy to take your questions, trustees. Thank you, Ms. Linden, Mr. Berger, and Mr. Hilton. Thank you very much for this presentation. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this extra episode of the A2 Schools podcast, featuring a recent presentation to the Ann Arbor Public Schools Board of Education. Please subscribe to our podcast to hear Superintendent Swift talk about important AAPS issues and more. You can find out more about AAPS at a2schools.org.